Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Talk and Power podcast, episode 123. I am Nick DeCembry, here with co-host Todd Brinkworth over there. How are you, Todd? Not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. Really good. No complaints from myself. That's good. You're sitting, when I say over there, you're literally sitting over there. We make a joke about this every episode now, but it's not, there's this considerable distance. Yeah, there is, but it's the, you know, I can, I'm in the naughty corner. It works well. The sound sounds so much better. Oh, yeah, it does, but I'm in the naughty corner. Yeah, well, okay. What did you do? I don't know. I'll think of something through the show. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, yeah, we were without Simon Gonzo Travellini again, not feeling the best. And uh, just I told him to try and recover as best as he can. And uh, we'll catch up with him at the next one, no doubt. We've got a big guest for the next episode. Yeah, we do. And no doubt Simon will hear us and critique what we do. Yes, he'll be listening in anyway. Hi, Gons. Thanks, Gons. Thanks. I hope hope you're (laughs) feeling better soon. Feeling better. Uh, soon. Hey, uh, before we get started on all things motorsport and motoring, had the big shout out to 88.5 FM and the entire committee there, in particular Stephanie, organising um, the quiz night. Had a great time, brought my kids along as well. Excellent. It's kicked off at 6.30, I reckon, and uh, yeah, we're still going at 11.30. So, lots of music, lots of good times, and may I say... Like, I think we didn't win, no, but our table, I had the pleasure of sitting with some very knowledgeable presenters on 88.5 FM. Yes. Not mentioning any names, but Peter Gray, Susie Q, and Jono, <laughs> and Ken Hill. And they certainly carried me, let me tell you that. Oh, there you go, that's good. <laughs> they certainly carried me. So they, uh, Peter Gray, unbelievable. What a wealth of knowledge. You know, just answers were just rolling off of his tongue. Name the, name the director of Aliens. James Cameron. Ridley Scott. No, Alien 3, wasn't it? Wasn't James Cameron Aliens? Yeah. No, no, Ridley anyway, Scott. Sorry. It rolled off his tongue like there was no tomorrow. It was correct. Anyway, there you go. The Spanish stairs are in which country? No, it's not Spain. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to guess the country, and he even guessed the city. It was amazing. Rome and Italy, this answer. He, he, he did a magnificent job. And, and not wasn't just, you know, I had the pleasure of sitting with Jono as well and uh, Ken Hill and, and Susie Q. So we had a great, great old evening. And as I said, I, uh, they certainly carried carried myself. Even my kids got some of the answers correct, like the, the, the AFL questions. So that was good to have them along. Oh, excellent. And, um, you know, myself, there was the obligatory motorsport question, which I think the whole venue got correct all eight tables it was the name the 1000 kilometer race oh okay <laughs> in australia well, you know. i was about to say well name the boy from dun craig that races for <laughs> formula one would have been one or the other you know what i mean so <laughs> but credit to to jimmy and the entire team not just jimmy the, everyone there and the, the swan athletics club we had a, a magnificent night it was a great night across the road at oakover was all sorts of there was a big, did you know about it? Like a big concert, a wine, wine crusher or wine fest or something like that? No. I'll tell you what, some of the young kids need to have a long, hard look at themselves. So <laughs> I'm coming back along Great Northern Highway and there were police there closing the road to allow the buses out, but there were yeah. a lot of young kids and Uber drivers trying to pick these young kids up 
And, you know, they're obviously in a state of... Disrepair. Yeah. Walking down Great Northern Highway and then on even on Reed Highway. So if you're at the Wine Crusher, take it easy when, you, you know, you have a few drinks, it's, I understand that. But when you're walking on a highway that's, you know, 80 and 90 kilometres an hour, it, it can be dangerous. So yeah. Anyway, that's just my old <laughs> old man coming out of me. <laughs> yes. I even said to my kids... When you get to that age, if I see you guys doing that, you'll be in lots of trouble. Oh, I've got a good story for you. We were off air. Okay. You'll probably <laughs> tell me off. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, big shout out. We're, gonna, we're doing the Aussie Park show this year, so um, I'm going to be there anyway. Uh, I don't know if Simon's going to be there because there's talk of him racing again. Oh, the wow. XY is the XY. He's got the XY in various bits of in states of disrepair at the moment. So he's talking about racing. <laughs> and I know you got Targa Bunbury that, that weekend as well. So anyway, if whether you go, if you go to the Golden States, you'll see Simon. If you go to Targa Bunbury, you'll see Todd. And if you go to the Aussie Park show, you'll see me. I don't want to jinx myself, but there's a fair chance that you'll see me there on the Saturday afternoon. Is that oh, right? okay. Yep, Saturday afternoon. Yep, and you'll see me down at Targa Bunbury on the Sunday morning. Oh, okay. Well, look, you're going to be busy then. Oh, uh, look, what, what sleep for? Yeah, I can, yeah. I can do that later in life. Yeah, you know? I know. We haven't had much sleep lately, have we? Yeah. But anyway, it's coming up to Christmas. We might catch up then. Yeah. Hey, also a big shout out to Andy Kale and Mick Kale. They relaunched uh, Therapy on Wheels. Uh, I think it was a couple of, it was about a week ago now and uh, went along to that and it was a magnificent event. And uh, look, I mean, if you're looking at doing, um, you want to get down the track in a car, this is not just a street car. Uh, this is a 10 second drag car. The Mercedes Benz uh, therapy on wheels. Yep, you can you know you can book a ride with Andy, and she'll take you down the track. The money goes directly to the um, Breast Cancer Care of WA therapy on wheels. So they're doing a great job there. Head to their website. We'll share it on our Facebook page, but it's therapy on wheels dot uh, dot au. So head there, therapy on wheels asn.au uh, doing some magnificent work Andy and Mick and uh, it was great to get along to their relaunch uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good evening and they've done magnificent work there you can catch them on Facebook as well Therapy on Wheels Racing for Cancer yes I saw you were there with Brendan actually and uh, Brendan's printing out a lot of stickers so shout out to Brendan yes he's, he's doing a lot of work Brendan and uh, yes. yeah, he's got some stickers out there he's flat out at the moment Brendan so uh, yeah big shout out to Brendan he's doing some magnificent work some other people that are going to be getting a bit of work is the Supreme Court by the look of things in, in New South Wales um, look I mean, we kind of knew this was coming or happening so Sydney Dragway has announced that they've had to cancel the remaining events for October and no doubt probably even uh, November as well. Um, I'll read it verbatim. Sydney Dragway received filed court documents on Thursday the 21st of October and is in the process of obtaining legal advice. We strenuously deny the allegations, both in the documents and in the IHRA press release issued yesterday afternoon. 
It is correct that the IHRA is trying to stop any future drag racing events being held at Sydney Dragway until this lengthy court process is completed. Such a step is unnecessary and will have a devastating impact on the sport of drag racing in New South Wales. Drag racing events should be able to continue while the legal issues in this matter are resolved in the court. We will be opposing the injunction so that we can get back to racing on Saturday. We can get back to racing events at Sydney Dragway as soon as possible. And then there's some other commentary from some other promoters there that I'm yeah. not going to get into here. But we've had Po Tung on the on the podcast before. Great guy, Po Tung. Uh, but look, he has his view on things. This is not good for the sport. I think I messaged you during the week. Yeah. We spoke about it. And it's the last thing the sport needs. We haven't really gone forwards in the last 10 years. I mean, in, in performance, on track performance, yes, cars have gotten faster over the last yeah. 10 years, no doubt about it, but that's derived by the competitors. Yeah. But the sport itself and the administration of the sport has gone, I would argue, has gone backwards in the last 10 years. Oh. No fault of their own, however... This business we have in Australia of the IHRA and the NA... And, sorry... The IHRA and ANDRA is not working. Uh, this is, I say this with the utmost respect, but this has to stop. Yeah. We need to get to an end point. Sydney is arguably, I don't know, I don't want to say the epicenter of Australia, but it, it kind of is. Uh, if we don't have this resolved, you know, regional tracks will not carry us through yeah. this. No, I was about to add that um, even as a spectator, and I mean, I, I mean, I follow. I, I keep saying it on the podcast all the time. I follow drag racing a bit closer again now mm. because of you know hanging out with yourself and Simon. Yep. But as a spectator, I remember these arguments starting six, seven, eight years ago, over over east and over here. I hate to say, and there's many good people over here that have made it go forward, but also as a spectator, it makes me not want to go when ticket prices go through the roof and you get there and there's 10 people there, like, whoever needs to hear this, you need to get bums on seats because it makes in a show. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it probably, probably someone will back me up on this. It follows through. If you're out there running your car, if you see the, the stands full of people, you're going to turn it up a notch. Mm. Yep. Yep. Whereas if you maybe roll the car out, I know I'd be a bit, oh, well, I'm just here burning some tyres and fuel to just beat the guy next to me. Well, you know, yeah, cool. Good on, thank you for doing it, by the way, to all mm. the competitors. But I'd love a couple of thousand people banging the drum for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, then you need bums on seats. You can't argue between yourselves. You need bloody bums on seats mm. to get get the sport going again. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll be watching what happens there very closely and we'll keep you posted. It's not good for the sport. I'm not going to enter in the reasons as to why the IHRA have taken court action. Needless to say, I will say that ANDRA became the sanctioning body for Sydney Dragway. They were IHRA up until last month or the end of September. They switched over to ANDRA. That is arguably before the contract ended. Uh, And I will disclose... I'll disclose this here. I need to disclose this. I am an Andra member, yes. paid up member. So yeah. I need to disclose that before I say anything else. Uh. Not that it matters, but I am an Andra member. So we'll leave it at that. Not that I have anything against the IHRA. I certainly don't, but I am a paid up Andra member. That needs to be disclosed at this point. 
Yes. More to come on this, no doubt. Very official tonight, isn't it, today? Yeah, we are. I mean, I think we predicted this, what, uh, two episodes ago? Two yeah. Podcast, we went said, well, there's more to come to this, and then, well, look, here we are. Yeah, here we are. We keep adding to it. I'd rather not. I'd rather not, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather not be adding to it. I mean, any of, any of our friends listening over over East, if you want to reach out, we are... We'll air your opinions if we can. Yes, we will. <laughs> or or well, opinions, we, opinions are great, but right now we need we need to get through this situation. Yeah. We're going to take a break here because right after the break, we're going to be talking all things MotoGP because we now, in 2021, have crowned a new world champion. So we're going to yes. be talking MotoGP from Mazzano and the beautiful Emilia-Romagna region of Italy right after the break. Okay, Talk and Power podcast. This is episode 123, and I am Nick DeCembro. I'm here with co-host Todd Brinkworth over there. Did you get much of the MotoGP in? It was, was I caught a bit of it, and let's be honest, I caught about 10 minutes of it before we started the show. Okay, all right. Not, not, not my normal... I don't know. I just missed it. Yeah. Normally, I love MotoGP. I just missed the race. So. No, that's okay. Look, I mean, I actually... I was pretty interested in this race because there was some part of me that told me that there was a, a, a high likelihood of the championship being wrapped up at this race. Yeah. Even though there's still two races to run, basically Fabio Quattararo had to finish uh, three points ahead of um, Franco Bagnaio and that would that would end the championship. Um, can you believe it, but this race here, it's been 10 years since the passing of... Uh, Marco Simicelli. Yeah, I did that bit. I did see, and I saw. Uh, I think it was Rossi post up something a week ago saying it's been ten years since my my friend passed away. I remember it like it was yesterday. I couldn't believe it was ten years. I, honestly, it it was yeah. it was amazing. I thought to myself, wow! I thought it was four or five yeah, years. Yeah, myself ago. as well. But yeah, I. Yeah, Fitting they had it at the Emilio Romagna yes. track. He passed away in Malaysia, actually, Malaysian Grand Prix. And it was 10 years, almost to the day. Not quite, but almost 10 years. And, uh, yeah, really fitting tribute for, for yeah, the young rider. He was uh, such a talent in, in I was about to say, I'll say it the obvious. He was a very talented rider taken too soon. Like He was brilliant to watch. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, him coming out of nowhere pretty much and... Basically, hanging, hanging, hanging bars with Rossi at the time when Rossi was. I mean, Rossi still was a great rider. Don't get mm. me wrong. Don't send a hate mail in, please. But when Rossi was, he's his peak. If you are going to send hate mail, send it to Todd. Address it to Todd. Yeah, not me. <laughs> uh, anyway, look. I mean, qualifying was was pretty wild. I must say, and I don't know if you caught qualifying, but uh, Jorge Martin, John Mia. Uh, Lucuona, Zarco, they all had wild moments in qualifying. And um, even Mark Marquez almost came off the bike in qualifying. It looked pretty damp. There was only a real narrow dry line. Uh, in the end, of Franco Bagnaro, he got, he got the, secured the pole at his home track. So it was really fitting for yeah. him to do that. Sadly, uh, Quattararo really made it difficult for himself to wrap up the championship of this race. He qualified 15th. And dropped to 17th in the first lap. He went yeah. backwards like a uh, like the Led Zeppelin. But after that, 
his ride to the front was nothing short of amazing, Fabio's. And uh, look, I had a quick chat with with Simon on the on the phone today. We we're just talking about this, and uh, you know, I wrote here in the notes. I don't know if you read it, but in the notes I wrote. Where did I write it? Let's talk about the elephant in the room. That's what I wrote here. Yeah. Banyaya crashed heavily and, and uh, well, I won't say what happened if, if you're listening, but he basically gifted Quattararo the, the, the championship. But not only did he crash, but also Miller as well. And now, did the, did the Ducati riders really give Ducati a fighting chance or did Ducati not give them the fighting chance? There's really a lot of questions about this. The, the poor tyre choice, yeah. in my view, for those bikes. Yeah. Um, really sad. Franco threw it away with three laps to go. Three laps to go. Yeah. And um, that that fall, basically... I did see that bit on the highlights of what I watched, and I was just like, yeah, we're, the Ducatis were almost like they were at, at a different track in a different setup, almost. But gifted the championship yeah. to Fabio Quartararo. Look, let's talk about Fabio Quartararo now while we're here. Yeah. Rain, he's now the 2021 champion. Yep. 22 years of age. We, I actually predicted this last year. I thought he was going to get to it last year. Yes, he did. But Suzuki got picked me at the post there, and Joe and Mia got it. Got it. They got it done. Uh, but got his first world title at 22 years uh, old. Um, I think he's an amazing talent, and if he's got a trophy cabinet at home, I'd be making room for a lot more world titles to be to be put in there. Yes, I'm with you. Honda fans, do not fret, however, because Mark Marquez has won two races in a row. Won at yes. Cota and, and now Masano. So he's done it back-to-back, um, Mark Marquez. So if the Honda fans were starting to fret, and I and I would suggest that they probably were, and yes. not just the Honda fans, but the Spanish fans, fans of Mark Marquez, and there's millions of them worldwide, no doubt. Yep. You shouldn't panic. Uh, I think Mark Marquez is back, and I think next year we're going to have a real ripping season. Some good stouches. Yeah, and I'm looking. It'll be really interesting to see how Mark Marquez goes in these last two races. Yeah, really interesting to see. Uh, and the the second bike as well, uh, Paul Spargo came second. I think Honda are back back in the game, are back back there. So. Could be. It'll be really interesting to see how these bikes go um, moving forward next year. Yes, it will be. But yeah, MotoGP, it's been an exciting year. Um, still two races to go. Um, like I said, I try, I'm try. i trying to catch as much of MotoGP as I can. And as I said, I, I, I caught the, I caught the um, qualifying for this, for this race. And and next year will be good. There'll be some upcoming riders. Mm. Again, go back a couple episodes. I'm pretty sure Nick Nick and I had a conversation. Well, actually, probably about six months ago. To tell you the truth, remember you and I had a very good conversation about up and coming riders. And there's a few names there that I'm like, oh, well, look, there you go. Yes, you know, Remy Gardner. He's got a, a MotoGP ride for next year. Yes. So yeah, it's, he's done a magnificent job. Um, I think yeah, there's there's it's going to be an exciting year, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. 
Hey, um, after the break, we're going to take a short break here because after the break, we will talk all things Formula One from, I like to call it COTA, but Circuits of the Americas. Yes. Right after this break. Talking Power Podcast, episode 123. We're moving right along here. The year's coming up to... Can you believe it's already almost Christmas? Yeah, well, no, but yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's I feel the excitement there, wasn't I? I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, look, Formula One uh, really turned it on from the circuit of the Americas. I really like that track. I think if they got it a bit smoother, it would be a better track. MotoGP had a lot of issues there yeah. uh, with the bike, with the, the, the bikes over the bumpiness of the track. Formula One it wasn't too bad, uh, but still had a lot of issues. But what about the crowd? Four hundred thousand over the weekend. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. In in Tex- Austin, Texas, this track is located. Everything's bigger in Texas. They've, they they ha- they are coming on strong Formula One in the US. Watch out next year. There's two races in the US. There'll be Miami as well, and and this race. But yeah, this race was this race was was phenomenal. And I I, I four hundred thousand in a weekend. That's huge. Huge that's, numbers. That's a few people. Yeah. I took the liberty of watching the NASCAR race. That was exactly the same time. Yeah, in Kansas. Yes. Now I'm not. I don't know what the crowd numbers were, but let me tell you, the stands looked noticeably diminished. The crowd numbers were down in NASCAR. You can't say that about NASCAR though. They'll hear you and they'll send the satellites over. Doesn't. I don't really care. Okay. But I mean, the truth. I mean, the numbers are down. Crowd numbers are down for NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, these two events were held at exactly the same time. The NASCAR race started at precisely the same time as this race started. And now I watched the replay of the NASCAR race. I didn't get through all of it. Um, but th- there is a significant difference. And we're down to... We're in the playoffs for NASCAR. We've literally yeah. only got a handful of races left. And, you know, they should be getting really good crowds. Whatever Formula One are doing, and I know it's owned by the Americans now. Liberty Media is a yep. US US based company. Whatever they're doing, let me tell you, it's working. It yeah. is working. So it's really, really doing, really doing some great things there. The one thing that's not working for the US is is their own team, Haas. They have just really gone backwards, Haas, and uh, Gene Haas obviously has put millions and millions into that team yeah and their first year was much better than where they are now i just they cannot qualify any higher than dead smoking last so what you're saying is penske should put a formula one team in next year well roger you know roger uh, actually didn't he try that years ago yeah he 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 had a a brief foray in formula one and but i'm not saying roger per se but what i am saying is if you're building for the the sport itself yeah. in the US, I really do think you need to start building uh, a team there as well. Speaking of US drivers as well, it's really interesting. Um, we'll talk about that a bit later, actually. Sorry. Nick, Nick's getting excited. Here. There's a there's a famous name involved, and Nick's getting excited about you know. 
I'm, I'm jumping around a bit here anyway. My apologies. We'll get back to that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, Hass has been disappointing for me. Yeah. Very big disappointment. I'm a big fan of Gunther Steiner, but, and, and he's done wonders for the sport itself in terms of the drive to survive. Yeah. I think the, the, the camera's following them, but on track, you know, Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, sorry, Mick Schumacher and uh, Nikita Mazepin, they've been disappointing. I, yeah. I know I've, I've had them in the scope the whole year. Yeah. They've re-signed another two years, so obviously they're bringing, they're obviously bringing money to the team. Yeah. But you can't tell me that these guys, I, I don't know, I'm just, I, I haven't seen anything from Mick Schumacher. He couldn't even get out of the way of Max Verstappen. Blue flags, blue lights flashing at him left, right, and center, which means yield. Yeah. Couldn't get out of the way of the leader. You know, it's sorry. It's been long enough that they've had a, nearly a full season. These two guys. Yeah. Their performance has been poor. Yeah, the surname like carrying the legacy. Look, I'm sure he's talented. He's a yeah. F2 champion, but well, yeah, he's, there is a, but. he's not meshing in this team, or yeah. he's not. They're not working. But you know. I don't know. Anyway, we, we saw better performance from this team, you know, in their infancy with Romain Grosjean. Yeah. Uh, I, I just haven't seen anything from these guys that has, has excited me over the, over the last few years. One of the things I took away from the race was I really found that Max Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, Bottas, those top four, the top four, we'll call them, yeah. they were really juking it out at the end. And even the next tier down... I found that they were really juking it out as well. What I mean by the next tier down is that uh, uh, McLaren and and also Ferrari really yep. juking it out as well. We saw those cars sort of coming together, not physically, but very close to each other on the track. And it was good to see the top four. I know Perez was a ended up being a fair way back, but he had a drink bottle failure. I'd like to think that if he hadn't had that failure, I think he would have been in contention for... for um, Possibly second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Sergio Perez. I think they even. Um, I think they just did a magnificent job. It's great to see, and you know, even Lewis Hamilton come right back at Max Verstappen right at the end of the race. Just Max, I think, played him to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, probably saved his tyres as well because Lewis had a, a set of tyres that was six laps newer, and I would have thought that he would have got around him, but in the end. Uh, Max played it played it very well. And if you look at the championship standings at the moment, it's not where you think it would be. Um, no, he's he's actually got a, Max Verstappen extended his lead. It yeah. was really um, so Max Verstappen now has a what's that a twelve point twelve point buffer. Yeah, uh, there's still five races to go. However, so well, okay, any, but still can happen. When but, the, but this time last year, hadn't Lewis really taken it home and was sitting at home on the couch playing Nintendo and. It was all over, wasn't it? Not quite, but yeah, it was a yeah. lot. It was a lot more one-way traffic than what it was. Yeah, uh, this year. So look, I think we're having a great, great stoush, and it's great to see. Um, it's great to see what um, what these two guys are bringing to the sport. I think it's. I think it's exciting times. And I know Simon. I was trying to tell Simon today. You know how exciting this is. He's not still. He's still not buying in on it. But hey. I'm sorry, but it is it is pretty exciting. And I'm on the fence. I'm a bit. Eh. If you watched the race last night, I think you'd I'd sway your views. But anyway, well, I, must have, I saw the results today, and that made me. I'm going to be very mean here. It made me smile, and so I'll probably get back <laughs> and watch the race later on. Even though we just talked about it, I'll go back and actually watch the race in full. 
Yeah, I no, it was a good race. You'll I enjoy did, it. I did watch a couple of highlights. Like, yeah. Like the seven-minute highlight package or something, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a break here. We need to take a break. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with more from the Talking Power podcast, more Formula One after the break. Okay, Talk and Power podcast episode 123. We're talking all things Formula One. Now, I mean, I just want to share some some of my some of my humorings that I saw at uh, at the Formula One. I don't know. Are you, do you follow basketball, Todd? Not much anymore, but yeah, I did. I was see really a... interested. Shaquille O'Neal. My kids love basketball. Yeah. They love anything basketball. But this, I had. Have you seen anything as ridiculous as this since the 1991 AFL Grand Final when Angry Anderson went out and belted out "Bound for Glory"? Look at what Shaquille O'Neal rocked up in. At, this is to present <laughs> the trophy. There are ways to travel around here, Martin. And if you're Shaquille O'Neal. There is only one way to travel. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the Longhorn car for perhaps the tallest man here at Cota uh, this weekend. And a proper legend as well, bringing in... But, <laughs> have, you, have you seen this before? Yeah, I saw this bit and I saw some other photos today which made me lose the plot about it. Or, or like, lose it laughing. Where, where, I mean, or would you say that to Shaquille O'Neal? But that is the most ridiculous. That, when I saw that, I thought of Angry Anderson in the 91 grand final of um, Hawthorne and West Coast Eagles when they, it was played at Waverley, actually. The MCG was under construction and bound for glory. You've never, you, you're looking at me strange, so you don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, about. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm casting my mind back. I mean, I won't tell you how old I was back in 1991, but, uh, well, check this out. I'm going to Google it while, while we're here. And I was about to say, for those that care and playing at home, I met Angry Anderson once. Oh, really? Yeah, really, really good dude. Like, really cool, cool bloke, but he, he's, he's short. <laughs> I'm short. He's short. Yeah, it was, uh, it was in 1991. In fact, I think I met him in Melbourne with my old man once. We were over on holidays, and I met him. Dad knew of him. That was his... Don't you reckon it looks like Shaquille O'Neal's car? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, again, for those listening at home, um, look up the 1991 AFL... Look at Robert DiCostello, how embarrassed he is. He looks young there, too. Look up the 1991 AFL Grand Final, and uh, it's uh, best described as... I don't know. Yeah, something... So he's going out in the, the Batmobile. And he's belting out Bound for Glory in this... Like, I reckon they got the idea to build Shaq's car from here. <laughs> well, it's like they over Mad Max in 1991, was it? Or, you know? I had oh, a wow. chuckle when I saw this. Look, look, at, mm-hmm. look at Jeff Fennick. Everyone looks very confused, though. Oh, dear. Now, I'll just go back to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, okay, I see the comparison now. Look at the fins. They're the same. Yeah. It's the same car. Just a little bit. It's been too upgraded. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, we better stop that because we're not supposed to be playing that song. But anyway. 
I don't know. I just I had a, a good chuckle, but then I don't know if you saw the awkward moment as well when that the trophy presentation. So Shaquille O'Neal was supposed to present the trophy, but bit. he stood up there for copious amount of times having photos, and it was part. I don't know if you saw Max Verstappen was actually like, is he, do I tell him like he's got a POQ or do I just let him stay there? Yeah, no, and that's what I was laughing at. And the fact that he dwarfed over the F1 drivers, it looked like a. That was that's what I thought. It cracked me up. Hey, well, we had Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and uh, Sergio Perez on the, on the podium. They're not the tallest guys yeah. around, are they? So, no. oh, I just look. I mean, that's a good taste taking the light out of Shaquille O'Neal. He's obviously a big, big motorsport, big, big motorsport fan. So, yes. hats off to him. He's doing doing a um, you know magnificent job, magnificent job. Yeah. Hey, we need to talk about. Um, gentleman by the name of Michael Andretti, yes. who's going to be dipping his toe. It is believed they'll be announcing it any day now. He's going to be purchasing the Sauber Formula One team, also known as the Alfa Romeo team. Yes. So it looks like um, it's really interesting. I listened to a podcast this week. Uh, it's an F Formula One podcast that I listened to, and they had Mario Andretti on, and he started talking about this Colton Herter. Yeah. Uh, Brian Herter's son in IndyCars. And this went on for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. Like this spiel about uh, Colton Herter. So I was curious to know uh, what that was all about. Basically, there is discussions at play here that this will more than likely, if this sale goes ahead, Colton will have a drive. Yeah. in the Alfa Romeo or whatever they brand the car next year yeah. in, in this team. So this is the stepping stone for an IndyCar driver to get, obviously, into Formula 1. It could be at the peril of a Formula 2 driver. Yes. Oscar Piastri. I Ooh. hope not, but... One of your favourites, isn't it? Yeah, he's one of my favourites. But um, anyway, that looks like it's going ahead, and that's... Um, yeah, as I said, it was really interesting to to see that this week. Yeah. Uh, that was news that that broke this week. So we'll we'll be watching that very closely. I mean, we have seen IndyCar drivers step into Formula One and vice versa in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the name that comes top of my head, probably everyone else's, is Juan Montoya. Yep. Did he start in Formula One, then go to IndyCar? I think it was that way he went, wasn't it? Um, and did both? Did, he's done both. Yeah, he did really well he, in yeah. both. Um, yeah. He did a stint in NASCAR as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was IndyCar, then Formula One, then NASCAR. Yeah, I think so. And then there was... um... But he's Colombian, so he's not really American. Juan Pablo. I was there's some British drivers I can name that did... Jacques Villeneuve's gone that way. Um, Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve went that way. He went Indy to Formula One and had really good success as well. Didn't uh, Mansell try IndyCar for a while? Yeah, I believe so. But he went the other way. He started in Formula yeah, One and went right. to Indy. So yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, look. I mean, it is a good proving ground. But I still, I'm a firm believer in the. I'm a big believer in the tradition of getting to Formula One, and the tradition of getting to Formula One has been carts. Formula, yeah, well, carts. <laughs> then Formula, you know, making your way to Formula Ford. Yeah. Then maybe you're making your way into a Formula Renault. Yeah. Then maybe you're making your way into Formula Three. Then Formula yeah. Two, and then Formula One. Now, yeah. if you skip one of those earlier ones, I don't think it's a big deal. No. But that's the path, and I still am a strong believer in you pull the champions out of that 
you you take a champion out of there and well mind you Mick Schumacher has gone against that but anyway that's that's, yeah. a, that's another story but I, I still strongly believe that the champions or the, the drivers should be pulled from there anyway that's just me yeah okay that's just me not to dwell on uh, Formula One too much, but did you also catch Daniel Ricciardo? It, I, so a bet is a bet, as they say. And how... Sorry. I, Daniel Ricciardo, have a lot of time for him. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say before you even say it. Do you? Yeah. It, it was everywhere. I'm surprised it wasn't on a milk carton that he was driving in NASCAR and that it was a... Oh, just good on you, Daniel. Like, on the off chance that you listen to one of your mates listens. And uh, you know what? It is pretty funny, and I've watched the video, and it's the grin. The grin he's got sells it for me, but everyone knew. My, my auntie knew about it. She asked me about it today. My auntie turned around and went, did you see that boy from Don Craig driving the NASCAR in America? And I'm like, oh, God, just here we go. And NASCAR, it's Dale Earnhardt's well, senior's car. Yeah, that, and it is. The only thing I want to know is the... Um, I don't remember the colours of that car on Dale Hunt's thing. Is yeah, that's that was the colour. That was it. That was its. Uh, that was its livery. That was the Wrangler car from '84. Oh, mm. and then he went to the. Then he went to the black Goodwrench car oh, years okay. after. But yeah, this is the original livery. Let's just have a listen to this here. So that was Daniel. I don't know. I think there was more about doing the donuts, really, wasn't it? Yeah. In there. It wasn't really so much about driving the car. Uh, you can see clearly, you know, I don't think they had the Watkins Glen or the uh, Sonoma tune up in the car. No. I think it was probably left from a from a, a, a an oval or a tri-oval somewhere set up in the car. So it didn't really light the corners. No, it didn't. Uh, because they do handle better than that. Yes. On a circuit, they're not that. A lot of people make we make fun of NASCAR, yeah. but they they do handle better than what we just saw. Then, um, the, well, unless Daniel was really stepping it out. But anyway, he started hooking into some donuts after that, so it was really interesting. One thing I will say is Dale Senior, uh, sorry, Dale Junior yeah. caught that video and actually said, "I'm happy for Daniel. I'm also appreciative for how he celebrates my father." That makes a lot of Dad's family members and his fans smile. So there's some really fitting words from yes. Dale Jr. Dale Jr. is the son of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. And uh, tragically killed in 2001 at the Daytona 500, actually. Yes, I must admit, I used to watch NASCAR a bit when I was younger. Um, mm. And I do, probably not as much as Daniel Ricciardo does, but I do remember the Dale Sr. days. Yeah, I, know, I remember it really well. Um, and I remember that race. I remember I used to watch um, Talladega, uh, 
uh, what else? Makes, it was three or four rounds I used to definitely catch every year, the big ones, the 500s and the... Well, Channel 9 used to run it. Yeah. Channel 9 used to... At uh, stupid yeah, hours. Yeah, it was ridiculous I mean, hours. of course, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they... Uh, yeah, I mean, and then we had, when Marcus Ambrose went back into the sport... That's in right. The, ...in the early sort of mid-2000s, yeah. then 2000 and sort of late 2008, eight, nine, and 10 there, around there... Channel 10 picked it up as well, and they were That's telecasting right. yeah. the races live too. Since then, it's really tapered off. It's only on ESPN now. Yeah. Or is that... Sorry, Fox Sports, I think. That's the only way you can catch it. Yeah, I did, I did watch part of a round the other day. Um, again, I can't remember which one it was. It was one anyway. But also worth noting, how good did the old NASCAR sound? Yeah, that sounded awesome, didn't it? Like, sounded really awesome. And um, for, you, for those, well, probably a lot of like, listeners do know this, but those motors make about 800 horsepower, mm. but they also rev to about 8,000 RPM. Yeah. And um, I've I've heard people that get get those motors and put them in cars, mm. and they almost reckon it's like driving a turbocharged car because apparently you can shortchange the motor and put around the, not put around, but you know, baby around the street, it makes about 400 horsepower at four, 5,000 RPM. Mm. If you want to get a bit nuts, you swing it all the way to eight and see what happens. And apparently it's, yeah. <laughs> they are, they're, they're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. And a lot of guys have done that. Uh, there's a number of cars going around in WA that have X NASCAR motors in them. There's a few burnout cars as well. Over yeah. East that have done quite well because, I mean, the motors take, well, they take 8,000 8, RPM all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, so that. But it's funny you should mention that. I watched the a, a NASCAR video today from the NASCAR propaganda machine, and it was basically the next generation Camry that's coming out. Oh yeah. Uh, in terms yeah. of, so it's gone. It's very years gone by. The Camry was more the body that they used was more of a four door shape. It's they're not hiding that now. It's really a two door Camry, even though there's no such thing. So, um, but it's not the work that they're doing on the body. It's it's actually underneath. Um, the rear diffuser, they've done some, they're doing some massive work there. They're actually going to be fitting rear diffusers to the, yeah. back, the back now. A lot of work's gone into that. And, Aren't uh, they getting rid of the gearbox or something all this, after all this time as well? Yeah, yeah, they will be. They'll be going for a transaxle um, setup yeah, as well. Yeah, similar to supercars, aren't yes, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, I was more curious about the aero and the, the amount of aero that's gone into these cars yeah. moving forward is was phenomenal. Was, I think I've seen a similar video. and there's a, lot, there's a lot of diehard team owners that are back from the 80s that don't want it because it's, it's a big change. But to me, it's like, no, it makes... Hopefully, it might make the current more exciting, but mm, yeah, yeah. it also, to me, rings true of supercars of years gone by. Like they seem to be a. We'll get to that later. The supercars. We will. We will <laughs> talk supercars a bit later on. We got a lot. We got a lot to cover there as well. Hey, while we're at it, World Series Spring Cars. I don't know if you caught the news, but uh, being yes, cancelled for did, another year in a row. It's it's a real bummer. So that really puts a. A spanner in the works in here in WA because we were scheduled to have the final event of World yes. Series Spring Cars, so that's not going to be happening. However, there is a silver lining here because I found even last year the state-based competition uh, was really strong, was really really strong. So I think we're going to see some great. I still think we're going to see some great. Oh, definitely some great spring car racing. It will be state-based and it will be state-based around Australia as yep. well. Uh, unfortunately, World Series, it's just not. 
people need to understand that World Series spring cars is, I don't want to say shoestring because it's not on a shoestring budget, but they don't have the money. Look, even V8 supercars couldn't afford to travel the entirety of Australia. Yes. So how on earth could World Series spring cars do it? Not going to happen. And we have to understand that and accept that as well as as a... motorsport enthusiasts yes so i mean i'm sure they'll be back bigger and better next year and yep. uh we'll, we'll be looking forward to that it is it is a bit of a blow to us here especially in in uh, western australia because we were scheduled to have the grand final but uh that is not to be it's not to be and um yeah i, I think you hit the nail on the head though mm. any round down at quinana for the speedway is awesome if oh you- yeah if you like things that go, what was it? It's the things that wing, the things with wings that make you. Oh, I can't remember the saying. Um, I don't. I haven't heard that saying to be honest. Oh, anyway, there's an old one of the old radio adverts. Anyway, if you like something that goes fast, go watch some sprint cars. Even the um, speed cars, yeah. super sedans. Yep. I'm actually a massive fan of super sedans. I love what they these big, tinned, behemoths that rub panels and lift wheels up and. They're incredible, those cars. And at the end of the race, you, the, the panel's hanging off and they <laughs> literally get the, the, um, the old, what do you call them, the rivet gun out, rivet them back on, next race, brand new. <laughs> yeah, good. it's Let, as good as new. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I'll be catching a few more rounds yeah. this year, definitely, when I get the chance. So It is, yeah, we should get behind the Speedway because Speedway is great sport and like, like any sport, it's grassroots, but yeah. it, has a, it has a path. And World Series Spring Cars is the arguably the pinnacle of that path or the yes. end point. Um, and, uh, you know, and you know, if you've got the talent, I think you you know you can get to World Series Spring Cars. You can get yourself a yep. drive. You know, a lot of people have got the talent, but they'll never get into a supercar or a Formula One car, and they've yep. got they're oozing with talent. I think if you've got the talent for a spring car, you can find your way to that end point. Actually, from memory, a few of the supercar drivers used to drive sprint cars yeah. back in the day. Yep. But didn't wasn't there too many accidents and they're all getting hurt and broken bones and collarbones and Well, yeah, it's the the damage to your collarbone, it's the damage to your back as yeah, well. Yeah, and so they were told I think a few of them stop stop racing. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. So Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly you know, I mean like any motorsport it's it's dangerous, but I yeah. think there is a, a higher level of of incidents in, in in spring cars. It's it's by nature, you know. You're sliding sideways into each other, you know. At a great rate of knots, yeah, it's it's bound to happen. Speaking of supercars, we're going to cover a bit of supercar news after the break. Yes, um, bit going on there. We've we've um, we've a few things, so we'll we'll touch on that right after the break. Also, we're going to be covering auction season rolls on. Amazing, some amazing auctions going on. And as we're recording this podcast, I think a few of them are actually coming to an end. So it'll be really interesting for us to to see some of some of these ones that I've picked out where they're sitting at and just see what our listeners think as well like what sort of money these cars would be getting gonna be also talking ta2 championship i'm on the ta2 bandwagon at the moment so we're going to be talking a bit about that as well and um a couple of other things as well from a fellow podcaster so we'll be we'll be touching base about that right after this short break
Okay, Talk and Power podcast episode 123. I'm Nick DeCembre, here with Todd Brinkworth over there. Over in the naughty corner. You are in the naughty corner. Speaking of, well, not not in the naughty corner anymore, Cam Waters has come out of the naughty corner. He, what does he do this for? He drags out his contract talks. Well, we've only got I don't five know. races left. And, um, nah, I won't say that. What, well, say? Come no, on. No, I'm not going to. Oh. He's actually a friend of another podcast, um, and I'm not going to pick on Cam Waters. I'm going to leave him alone. Okay. Yep. He's a good driver. He's a very good driver. Oh, he's a good driver. Oh, we're but, not disputing that. But he needs to sort his crap out a lot sooner. But anyway, he does this. <laughs> he's, he's signed up for another, I don't know how many years. Undisclosed. Didn't say. So it'll be interesting how many years it actually is. But uh, yes. yeah, they weren't. They didn't disclose how many years it was going to be. Um, look, it's good to have him have him there. I think he's a strong driver, and Tickford need a need a strong driver. Yes, they, they need that. You know that uh, the the kind of the Mark Winter the person that Mark Winterbottom was. Yeah. Um, that should never have really left in my view. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, um, they need that strong that strong person there. So it's good that he's he's still part of the team, and um, look. We've got five races coming up now, like in the last six weeks of the year. Where are they all? All in Sydney. Oh, wow. Well, no, sorry. Four of them in Sydney and one's going to be in uh, at Bathurst, basically. Oh, so, so New South Wales. Mm, yep. Okay. So, yep. yeah. New South Wales supercar racing. Mm, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, state-based. And this, yeah. Is what, this is what we're saying before. Yeah. You know, we've been critical of... of you know, you know it would be great. You have an F1 round in Sydney. Yeah, well, talking of which, <laughs> speaking of which... Good segue, Todd. Lead us into that one. There is talk of such a thing. I actually think, personally, I think this is a bit of a... I first saw it on Fox Sport. Mm -hmm. And please, Murdoch, don't come down and shower me with whatever from up in the heavens. Maybe a job offer. I wish. Shower Todd with a job offer. Just sell my soul. I already already did, so it'll be fine. Um, anyway, man, I'm gonna, I am going to get banned now, see? That's one of the naughty corner. I was prepared. Um, I saw it on Fox Sport about a proposed F1 circuit round Sydney. And I think mm-hmm. I messaged Nick and, well, I messaged yourself and Simon pretty yep. quickly and had a very good chuckle about it. I've driven or walked most of the streets that they were planning it under the, sort of around the back of the opera house and under the bridge and somewhere else. Some of the streets are a lane wide, barely. Um, to me, great technical circuit for a driver. There's nowhere to spectate. Like nowhere. I couldn't work that out from the photos. I saw the photos and it didn't no. look. It didn't look. It looks like the major, major infrastructure needs to be poured in there. Oh yeah. They budgeted three hundred million. I don't reckon yeah. that'll even touch the sides. Yeah, there's. I, and I think it was Fox Sports having a bit of a laugh myself I think no, I don't just... think it's having a laugh I think they do that to drive well yeah it's to drive clickbait yeah that, that, so I, I I clickbaited and I was like yeah bugger this I think my words were not to that effect but what but by you doing that you fuel the machine and that's exactly yeah, well, what they want you to do yeah. because then you send it to me and Simon and both Simon and yeah. I clicked on it as well and read the article that's that's the yeah. modern news cycle that's how modern yeah. media works today I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I, I yeah. don't have a problem with it, but I think 
when I saw that, I thought to myself that this is just clickbait. Yeah. Uh, look, there might be some murmurings. There might be a parliament, a politician. Yeah. In 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 parliament that's got this idea, or some sports body that yeah. that believes that this is what they're going to do. But three hundred million won't even touch the sides. No. And again, the, the proposed circuit, it's it's pretty average. I personally, I wouldn't have. I I'd hold it a bit more east of the city, towards Bondi myself. Um, even hell, Parramatta. Sorry. Do, do, the the thing with even with Formula One now, even though I know we're talking about Miami and the street circuit, but the thing with Formula One, Todd, is that the, a lot of that sports going back to circuits and tracks, the yes. big crowds. Yeah. You look at Kota; they had a massive crowd there. Yeah. They have the infrastructure, the facilities yeah, for it. Let, let's let's race cars on circuits. Yeah. Yes, that's what they're built for. Street circuits are great. They oh. are good. They're yes. good fun. But I don't know. I'm just... I'm not feeling it either. I agree. I mean, if we're going to have around at Sydney, go right, run in Adelaide again. Case closed. Mm. Adelaide yep. is brilliant. The... I mean, the, the street circuit is such as still maintained. Yeah. Um, they have the Adelaide Classic when they're allowed to, mm. when we're not under this COVID cloud still. Yep. And I have friends that, you know, do the motorsport sort of calendar of Australia, so to speak, and they all rave about Adelaide. Mm. In fact, again, I think I've raved about it on here and I haven't even been. On, it was on my list to get to one year, but, hey, things change slightly. But, yeah, that was my little segue, segue about Sydney. Like, it was... Nick can't share what I said exactly in the message, but it was uh, rather amusing. It was was amusing. <laughs> I just think you know, like like I said, I don't. I, look, I I pile in on the clickbait as well. I'm I'm guilty of it, but I I take it for what it is. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, if it happens, that's great. But I think we need to focus on getting motorsports back to circuits, yeah, and not street circuits. Tell us, speaking of circuits, you had some news about Tony Quinn. and Oh, um, apparently it's pretty much breaking news that he has bought Queensland Raceway. Yeah, okay. I yep. think the ink's drying on the deal as we speak. Yeah, Tony Quinn, big, big businessman. Yes. Dog food, pet food, sorry, I shouldn't say dog food, but pet food over yes. the years. Um, really, he actually lived in Western Australia for a period of time. Yes. Did, did lawn mowing here. He was a lawnmower man. Yeah, and then uh, had some property up in Wangara, actually. Well, um, I think yeah, making signs. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and I think he even had a small... I think part of the pet food business started in Wangara. No, I think that was back over in... He went He went back to, oh. to Scotland for a bit, and then when he came back to Australia, it was on the East Coast, and, and then started... Or New Zealand. Was it New Zealand? No. Yeah. He left Australia and went back to New... I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. Very successful businessman yes. and a lovely man. Yes. And what, what he doesn't know about business and motorsport, let me tell you, it's not worth knowing. No. And hopefully, I mean, early signs, but hopefully he's bought Queensland Raceway, which is a great track, mm. but is... Has seen better days. Sorry, Queensland Raceway. It's not even that old either. I know, but it. I've been there once, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you guys coming to your centenary or something soon?" And it's I not got, that old. I got smack on the wrist for saying that at the time. It's not that old. Shout out to the, the former owners of Queensland Raceway. They um, are friends of friends. So, um, yeah, it's some much needed upgrades. 
I mean, they, they do host a lot of events there, though. They they have a, much like our own Barbagello, but they have a full calendar. Mm. There's almost something on every every weekend. But that's kind of, the key to a, yeah. a successful racetrack is to, to fill it up as best you can yeah. with, with events and whatnot. So, no, but, um, that's, um, that's awesome news. Apparently, they've already started putting um, suggestions to Quinn going, hey, can you build us this? Can we have that? Can we have this? And that's... Maybe what's needed is mm. you spend a few bucks and you make something good better. Yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. and yeah, someone like Tony Quinn hopefully can keep it going, not triple or quadruple fees and cut out the people, the grassroots people, make it a circuit for everybody. Mm. So that's yep. the that's the hope. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Hey, um. TA2 Championship. I don't know if you caught that. That's the Northern no. Series has been wound up. And um, Dick Johnson's grandson, Jet Johnson, Steve Johnson's son, has taken it. This is the Northern Series. They divided it up into a series this year because of COVID. Uh, has taken home the Northern Series Championship. So congratulations to Jet Johnson. Um, doing a magnificent job. And not, not to repeat myself for the millionth time, we need to wake up. Australia, wake up and start following this championship. Yes. Have you watched... There's a really interesting video that they have put together. It was for this year. But it, what they talk about is still pertinent. They, they, it's a video that's pitched not at the spectators or sponsors. It's actually pitched at competitors to, to take up the sport and get, get involved. Uh, the video's got a number of races in it and also the category manager, which is Craig Denyer. Uh, it's Grant Denyer's father. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know why we're not waking up to this, this category, but it is an awesome category. The cars are loud. They're obnoxious. They are a true Trans Am level two, tier two. I shouldn't, you shouldn't use those words, but yeah. I, I just did. But it's a, it's a TA2 car. It's very, very, very popular in the uh, northern North America. Yep, uh, has a full series over there, and is really, arguably, a feeder series into into NASCAR, into IndyCar to a certain extent. But it's it's the the tier down from from those yeah. those those levels of motorsport, but still pitch that you know people that can get involved and and really race these cars you know they're the ta2 cars roughly i think in the sort of 400 horsepower yeah still got the four speed transmission that's mounted to the engine like the old old school um and the, the cars are pretty cost-effective way yeah. of getting into, involved in motorsport. And I, I just can't understand why this, you know, supercars is not looking at this as their next next tier. I really, I just, don't, I don't understand it. Well, maybe they will next year when they have this new TA3 hoo-ha and all year after. Gen 3. Gen 3. TA. I'm calling it TA3 because, look, when you look at them on paper, yeah, anyway, we'll... Anyway, look, I mean, I've been, I wrote an article about this in 2018, so I mean, it's not, not something new that I'm talking about. But anyway, I think it's an awesome series, an awesome category, and um, yeah, I just don't understand why we can't get on board. It's, it's, it's awesome. But yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that to other people. I want to do a quick shout-out to a listener of ours, and he has his own podcast, the Pod Filter yep. uh, Podcast, Adam Ward. 
he sent me a video the other day actually and he was driving along in his car and he was listening to us yes he's listening to us on the way to work and uh he's hit a he's hit a, an australian native along yes. the way and uh look unfortunately didn't make it but look adam was okay and yes. um he sent me the video and he goes look i'm always listening to you guys even when yeah. i'm hitting this poor kangaroo yeah what's, so, what's that skip i can't yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I so shout that. out shout out to shout out to adam yes. and uh he's a good great great guy listener of ours and unfortunate accident there with a kangaroo and luckily he was okay yeah car wasn't too heavily damaged no i and, saw the photos mm. I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I should get the skip track with Adam. If I didn't, I will now, Adam. <laughs> so, yeah, look, Adam, uh, we appreciate you. Um, and hopefully you're okay and everything's all right and the car's okay and uh, you keep listening to us yes. on the way to work. Yeah. When you go. He's got a long commute, poor Adam, so to get to work. So. Yeah. Hey, Todd, we need to take another break, uh, our last break for the episode. And when we come back, we're going to be talking all things auction news. So if you've been waiting this whole episode for us to get stuck into some auction news, uh, you don't have to wait too much longer. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 123. We've got some auction news. Action news, I was going to say. Auction news from Grays Online. I love talking auction auction stuff because it gives you a real indication of where the market is at. Saw this one here, Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie's um, for the... Wow. Jeez. This has still got 20 hours to go. Look at that. Oh. So this one, well, this is a bit yes. of an interactive one. So this is hit. This I'm not joking. This was only 125, and I looked at yesterday. So this is hit 200,000. So this is a 1985 HDTVK Group A, the Blue Meanie, I like to call it. That is at 200,000. Still got 20 hours to run on that one. Dream, so. dream car of my Aussie car muscle fleet. If I had one, it, it is a beautiful car. Dream car, but 200,000. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if one Powerwall, sure. That is that is that I'm amazed by that. This is this is real live live and dangerous stuff. This one. What do you reckon? Before I click on this, what do you reckon the walking shawl's at? Half a mil. No, I don't think it's going to be that high. All right, All right. or two fifty. Oh, hundred and eighty. Oh, okay, way off. One hundred and eighty. That's got about the same sort of time left on it. So nineteen hours, hundred and eighty. Mind you, that had that one has a reserve. The blue one has reached the reserve or didn't have one. This one, the Walkinshaw. So this is 1988 HSV VL Walkinshaw Group A sedan. Only 65,000 kilometres on the clock. $180,500. That's actually... Not that I can afford it, but that's actually not bad coin for that's that not. car. I think that's actually not a bad buy. Not a bad buy at all. All right. Oh, that's Next a, one. VN Group A. This one I don't know. I saw one the other day and I told the driver, I said, you have an awesome ride there. I saw him filling up at the petrol station. What do you reckon on the VN Group A? I want to say 100 or something, but I don't know. I don't know if they will fetch that, that premium just I'm, yet. I'm going to go 165. Oh, 170. 
Yeah, Honestly, I, that is the reserve hasn't been met on that one. That one's got 20 hours to run on that one as well. So that's a 1990 HSV VN SS Group A. That's build number 497. That is manual. I think they're all manual, actually. Six-speed yeah. manual. Uh, that is a beautiful car, one of my favorites. Like I said, I saw a guy in one the other day. I thought it was awesome. All right, next one. What's the next one? I can't remember what I picked. Oh, this one's a real odd one. But do you like the VLs, the BT I'm, I'm ones? Actually, I'm actually watching this one, so I I do. I'm, we, I, what do you I'm, reckon? I think this is probably at 75, 80 now. Can't I'm, get much more than that. Last surely. I checked, it was in the 60s from memory. Yeah, so I, I, I want to say it's north of 60. But. So this is a yellow BT1 VL, so the turbo. Yep. Let's have a look. It's manual as well, this one. Ooh, $80,000. Yes. Reserve has been met on that one. That's still got 20 hours to run on that one. That is incredible. We should have done the podcast tomorrow night. Oh, well. We would have the results. We can talk about it the week after. This whatever. is incredible. I'm amazed about that. That is a... Look, those things, though, they were throwing them at the tip. Not that yeah. long ago. $80,000. That's a 1988 Holden VL Commodore BT1. Uh, that one's manual. Now, are the BT1s turbo or the V8? No, it is a turbo one. Okay. Yep. Because when? Oh, no, I'm thinking a different car, don't worry. BT1 was designated a, a police affiliation. Yeah, I thought Expersuit. Mm. All right, John Goss special. This has got to be 220, Yeah, 200 something. Oh. Mate, I, I think I'm going to... No, I don't know how much this one is. I'm not saying... I, no, no, it's sold. Yeah. No, it's sold. It's gone. Don't, yeah. don't go to Gray's Online. If you're yeah. listening right now, do not go to Gray's Online yeah. and it's sold, the XB, yeah. John Goss special. Quick, put a bit on. Yeah, all right. That's, there's <laughs> something not right there. $70,000 for that car. That's going to go. The reserve hasn't met on that one there. That will not, that will. Does it have a motor? No, that's how they all sit. <laughs> Are you asking, does it have a motor? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought that would have gone for a bit more as well. No, that's 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 not going to sell at that price. I'm telling you now. And what? John Gossel's all green? That's blue, no, isn't no, it? No, no, that's, that's the colour scheme. Oh, okay. Anyway. This one's a real odd one. This is an odds and sods, this one, I call it. This is a HDT service van. So I'm not quite sure... Um, I'm not quite sure what... Something like this is would be worth. It's a it's a Holden dealer team, but yeah, I honestly don't know. I'm going to click on it. Seventy five. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sold on this one. I'm not sure that there's any. Yeah, was I wrong? Not not fifty thousand three hundred and fifty one. Uh, but that's I mean, look, know. it's special, but I don't. That's, it's it's going to be. It's a very limited market of special. That makes sense. Yeah, but it's yeah. not doing anything for me. Yeah, doing anything for you? Not, not overly. No, it's a, it's a, it's a genuine HDT. It's a support panel panel yeah. van. I don't know. To me, that's not worth that sort of coin. But it, it's you know what I keep saying. It's not worth that. It's worth what anyone's willing yeah, to pay, to pay for, for it. it. So yeah. someone's obviously put a bit of fifty thousand. The reserve hasn't been met on that one there, and. We're going to have a, a late scratching or late addition here. 
There's a Toyota Blade listed on car sales. Um, sorry, Greys at the moment. Let's go have a look at it. Uh, you sure it's Greys online? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Wow. What? 11,000. Reserve hasn't yeah, been met that. yet. That's got 20 hours to run on it as well. So this is what you've got, Todd. Yeah, that's correct. I've been tagged in this by uh, our good friend, uh, Brendan. Yep. And some other friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it... Uh, I'd be interested to see what it goes for because I think it's more a test car myself, I think. Um, some of the comments, I was reading it on Facebook, some of the comments are hilarious. People are like, that's a pretty strange conversion. It's like, no, that's how it came from Japan. Uh, this vehicle, um, hopefully the, the original owner isn't listening. It looks good from afar, but the interior looks like it was owned by a pack of wild animals. Uh and look, it's going to need a little bit of love, I believe. But uh, look, you know, it's not okay. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a collector car. But uh, it's after owning one now and driving one for a few a month or two now. They're an absolute scream and an absolute hoot, and I think that's actually going to get decent money. <laughs> I know what you mean by that. Jeez, yeah. That is atrocious, isn't it? Yeah. Normally they look better in the photos. Yeah. That looks absolutely terrible. Um, There's nothing like yours at all. No. But uh, I said there's been a few people that tagged me. It's just quite hilarious because I do peruse greys probably once a week and sit there and I've... Yeah. But... Pack of wild animals. <laughs> you know. There was uh, actually an Evo 6 that went the other week on greys for I think it was $95,000. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Last sorry. but not least, yeah. this one this one tickled my fancy, Todd. This last one here, this tickled my fancy. How much for this? This is I reckon this was a good buy, no matter what. Sixteen thousand dollars. The reserve hasn't been met yet on that one. It's still got twenty hours to run. That's killer. What do you reckon? And it's a Mercedes SL three fifty hard top mm, coupe. Coupe, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, never a fan. Oh, okay. Sorry. I did see this in your list and I had a look myself on the link and had a look. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nineteen seventy one, mate. Look at it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Never. Look at the shape; it's killer. Nah, Johnny will probably kill me for saying that, but uh, not a shape. Not a not a fan of that shape. Uh, unused on the owned one as well, and not a. Just not a fan. Don't know what else I'd like from the Mercedes catalogue in that era, but just not a fan of that. This is V eight too. This one. Yeah. Even though it says number of cylinders six, that's actually incorrect. This is V8. So, I don't know. I don't know why, why you don't like this. Look at that. Look at this shape. That's, yeah, that's... no, it just doesn't do it for me. Did you ever watch the TV show Heart to Heart? Kind of. Stephanie Powers and... Kind of. Anyway. Anyway, I, I really like that car, but anyway, I'll probably get bagged for that. But anyway, yeah. it's okay. I can deal with that. All right, Todd. Well, look, that brings this podcast to an end. Yes. Right on cue. And thanks for joining us once again. Thanks for helping us out. And uh, where can we catch you at Instagram? What's your handle there? Um, Towards the brink underscore plan B. Um, I haven't updated much lately. There is a lot more coming. Mm. Otherwise, on Facebook, I'm towards the brink plan B. Okay. Towards the brink plan B. Yeah. Um. Again, been a bit slow on updates, but uh, pushing a whole heap through soon of Evo stuff, Blade stuff. I keep saying it, and Brendan's listening to this, me say this, Brett stuff with Brendan that's coming up. Um, yeah, just a lot coming down the pipeline of unreleased 
bits and pieces and stuff I've been working on. So yeah, yep, yeah. So no, well, good luck with it all, Todd. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> so we try and keep we try and keep our listeners interested. Yes. And, um, yep, so they can find you there at those places there. They can also find you at Targa Bunbury. They can also find you at uh, the Aussie Park show. We're going to be there yep. as well on the Saturday afternoon. That's the 20... 27th of... Yes. I had a mental break. Then 20, 27th of November. Yes. You'll find us there. You'll find Todd down in Bunbury the day after. Yeah. And you'll find... You'll probably find Simon at all of the above or none of the above. I'm not really sure, but he's... Yeah. He's the Golden States. He's planning on racing. However, yeah. if not, uh, he'll be at the Aussie Park Show. Yeah. If not, he'll be somewhere. And I, um, But you can find me at the Aussie Park Show as well. Yeah. We've got some really nice cars lined up for the Aussie Park Show. I cannot wait. And we're yeah. doing it. It's a special tribute to the XY and the HQ. They turned 50 this year, there those two cars. And we're honoring the XY and the HQ at the Aussie Park show. So make sure Excellent. you come down. Robinson Reserve, 27th of November. All right, Todd, well, look, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you for the, in a couple of weeks' time. We've got a big guest coming up. I'm not going to disclose who it is, but we've got a huge guest. I'm really looking... We haven't had a guest for a little while. No, you're so right. So it's time to run a guest through, and uh, we're going to try and endeavor to have more guests. I think, you know, this is great what we do, but I think every now and then to have a few more guests through wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, be Yeah, we've got right. some other people coming up talking about beers. And beers as well. We hadn't forgotten. But Not the beverage either. So, Well, I think there was some consumed. I bet you there was. But, but yeah. uh, <laughs> we got something special coming up with that one as well. We've so. got some beer discussion lined up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd, thanks for joining us. Take care. All right, thanks, Nick. See ya. Talking Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkingpower.com.au.